the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show, Hour 2 of Open Line Friday. Open Line Friday, you can call about anything you'd like. The number is 888-528-2557. We open up the phone lines for anything you'd like to talk about. Maybe it is a Bible question you have or a question about faith. Maybe you have a comment about the news or a question about what's going on. Maybe you just want to follow up on something that we talked about earlier this week because you couldn't get through, or you just want to continue with the conversation that we're having right now. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. 2557. Yesterday, uh, musician Carlos Santana uh, had this to say to his audience at one of his concerts. When God made you and me, before we came out of the womb, you know who you are and what you are. Later on, when you grow up and you see things and you start believing that you could be something that it sounds good but you know it ain't right because a woman is a woman and a man is a man whatever you want to do in the closet that's your business so I'm okay with that that was Carlos Santana at a concert, uh, and uh, all of a sudden he decides to uh, start talking to the audience like you do, and uh, in the course of that conversation, he says, hey, God made you a man and made you a woman, and men are men and women are women, and uh, that's the way it is. Um, and of course, he got all kinds of uh, flack about that, and immediately they put out a statement sort of uh, backtracking on it. Uh, and the statement was sent to Billboard magazine, and uh, he said, I'm sorry for my insensitive comments. They don't reflect uh, that I want to honor and respect all persons' ideals and beliefs. I realize that what I said hurt people, and that was not my intent, and I sincerely apologize to the transgender community and everyone I offended. Uh, he doesn't pull back on what he said exactly, uh, because a woman is a woman and a man is a man. You know, and I think that you know an interesting part about that whole discussion is that the 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 deal of it is, if you want to say something about yourself, most people say, you go ahead and say that, but you can't force me to say it. It's the forcing other people to say it. If you want to call yourself some, you know, a woman if you're a man and uh, come up with a belief system around that, I guess you can do that. You have the freedom to do that, whether I agree with you or not. You have the freedom to do that, but you can't force me to accept that. That's the tension that is happening in a lot of places. And I think people are afraid to speak out for the same reason that Carlos Santana, he says that something, and then the crowd claps, they pan to the audience. Everyone's clapping. Some people are clapping kind of gingerly low, like, do I do I clap at this? I don't really know what I feel like here. Should I actually clap at this? Uh, and I think that's because we're 
afraid to say it and afraid to articulate uh, the truth about this. And, you know, one of the reasons this is a big deal, not only is it, and beyond the trans issue, the idea that we can force people into believing things that they don't actually believe, that, and to believing things that aren't actually true, and then force them to accept that. It's the two plus two is five scenario from... Uh, 1984, if you ever read that book, it's that ultimately at the end of that book, the government, uh, Big Brother, can force you to say things, even ultimately believe things that you know aren't true. Um, And they keep changing it. They keep changing two plus two is five, two plus two is four. You know, the character in the book name is Winston. He knows it's four, but they're beating him and they're whipping him and he's imprisoned until he agrees that it's five. And finally he agrees that it's five. Then they change it back to four again. And uh, it's it is meant not to convince you necessarily of the wrong thing, but to control you and to make you not uh, rise up against the elite, the people who are running the show. Uh, if you haven't read 1984 since you were in school, you should go read it. It's profound, and maybe they'll change it to 2024. It is written in 1949 and just prophetic. It's a work that is, I think, just very prophetic. You know, I think that we have to be in in two places we have to be able to recognize that there that we shouldn't be forcing people to accept beliefs that they don't have or that aren't true we can't do that as a society and to the trans issue itself a few months ago and we talked about this on the show the woman named Jamie Reed who she is a pediatric uh gender clinic nurse in uh, Seattle and uh or I'm sorry in St. Louis and she is she calls herself a queer woman and uh, politically to the left of Bernie Sanders, that's what she says. And she describes herself as being a far-left person. But then she becomes a whistleblower about what's happening medically to children in the area of what's called transgender medicine or care. And she went on to talk about the horrors of what's happening with kids, how easy it is to have medical procedures done without real psychiatric exams. Um, There's a guy on Twitter who, who he got permission uh, and he was an adult, but he got permission to have a sex change surgery in a 20 minute consultation, meaning that in order to get that, you have to have some psychologist uh, write a letter on your behalf saying that, yeah, you have gender dysphoria and this would be something that would be helpful. It took him 20 minutes to get that letter, 20 minutes. Uh, and uh, she wrote about how that exact thing is happening for little kids. Um, in these centers, and she got lambasted. Now, she's somebody who is far left. She's not a Trump supporter. She's not on the right. She doesn't fit any of those boxes. Far to the left. Well, the uh, New York Times and other newspapers have come out now, and they've backtracked, and actually they're verifying her horrific claims. She was dragged through the mud last February and utterly destroyed in the media. But now the Times notes... And good for the LA or the uh, New York Times, and finally doing some uh, journalism, that actually she was cor- correct. Uh, that actually what's happening is draconian. The moves that are being done are are pretty terrible. And even if you are like this woman, a supporter of that kind of medicine, maybe ultimately, the movement toward money, the movement toward surgeries, the movement toward um, creating medical patients, which is what this is, right? So you are creating a medical patient for life once you decide to go down the road of hormone treatment and other stuff. It is not 
reversible. It's reversible in that if you take it for a few months and you get off of the hormones and you're a, a prepubescent child, your puberty will restart. However, you have some damage. You might have lost some height. You will have other reactions to the hormones and uh, you're not the same. So even if you kind of turn out okay and you don't lose certain things later on, you it does impact you. And if you take the hormones for more than six months, it impacts you tremendously. And uh, even the Times had to recognize that and acknowledge that in Europe and Denmark in particular, who is the pioneer of a lot of this stuff, has backed off almost completely, not entirely, but almost completely because they're finding in the studies that are happening that there is almost no benefit. Uh, In fact, that it long-term creates more harm. You get a lot of short-term studies. Are you happy now? Yeah, I'm happy now. Uh, three months later, 10 years later, 19 times. There's only one study that's been that long, but it said 19 times more suicidal after you've had these uh, surgeries and the uh, transitions. And we have to pay attention to that. You know, as a country, you know, when I think of Carlos Santana saying that and the immediate turnaround he has to do, the audience clapping, I think that most people believe this. I think that it is, we're seeing this more and more often. And the the extent that we go to destroy people who don't agree with a a actual political position is super bad. Um, and I I think that I've said this a lot on our show. I think most of us we agree about eighty percent of the time. Liberals, conservatives, uh, you know, people who don't have a particular agenda that is sort of beyond what normally is talked about. Most of us agree. Uh, about a lot of these issues, about the border. I think, uh, you know, we might have, you know, this or that that we disagree on, but I think most people think we should control the border and reform immigration so that it's fair and legal and uh, and practical. I think that most people have the same view about what can be done with guns. I think that most people agree on the issue of crime and violence and uh, how to deal with that, how to deal with the homeless. You know, I think that we together have to depoliticize those things and meaning you take them out of the left and right column and you say, no, we the people uh, are going to speak out about this. And you have to do it in a way where you care. You care about the kid who's got, whether he really has or she really has gender dysphoria or it's just a contagion, which is one of the things that this writer wrote about, that they're getting hundreds, literally, she said, hundreds of kids from the same school, mostly girls, who suddenly want to come in and have their breasts cut off in high school. And a school down the street doesn't have anybody, you know, she pointed out. She goes, that doesn't make sense scientifically. That doesn't make sense in any way. That says to her, this is a contagion. This is about identity, popularity, and not even about gender dysphoria. Uh, We have to be, you know, when I looked at the Santana audience and some people sort of gingerly clapping, I thought, see, that's the thing, is that this is obvious to everybody, but we are afraid uh, let's not be afraid on those issues. Let's be kind, but direct. You know, kindness is a fruit of the spirit. It doesn't mean that you you shrink back and away from serious things. It means that you handle them in a way that is kind, where you consider the other person. And even though you're saying something that the other person might hate, and they might hate you because of it, you say it in a kind way so you don't give them some other reason to hate you. Does that make sense? Like, there's a, there's plenty of reasons why people may not like you. Um, don't give people a reason to not like you beyond speaking the truth to them in a kind way. Uh, that includes how we present the gospel. That's why the Bible says, you know, you do it in a kind way. You, you don't withhold it, 
but you do it in a way that is kind. This is the Pastor Scott Show, where it is Open Line Friday. talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. The number is 888-528-2557. Lots of things in the news. Uh, um, President Trump, former President Trump's mugshot came out. We dropped our own mugshots here on the Pastor Scott Show. You'll be able to see those at kkla.com or go to our our social media. We will we will post those out Pastor at Pastor Scott Show soon. 888-528-2557. Would you say, Wilbert? Jose's up right now. All right, we got. Oh, we got. If you go to kkla.com, Jose's uh, uh, mugshot has also dropped now. Just go to kkla.com and click on the live stream for the Pastor Scott Show. And uh, yeah, Jose, uh, you know, I don't know if you're looking uh, menacing there or if uh, you're looking like you're waiting for someone to get the punchline. But uh, you know, whatever it is, uh, I'm sorry for your uh, predicament that apparently you're in. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Nancy in L.A. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yeah, good afternoon, uh, Pastor Scott. Yeah. Hi. Um, I would like to articulate my uh, my question in a such a way that I'm not condemning or supporting the homosexual. My concern is I went to church and the pastor that was regularly there was on a on some kind of vacation. Okay, and we replaced. Uh, invited different uh, pastors to do the Sunday service. One Sunday, there's this woman who came to do this, the service, and in the middle of her uh, sermon, she claimed that she's uh, a lesbian. And this is the person doing the uh, the sermon? Service, yes, yeah. the sermon. Okay. So at the time when it was a communion, I just walked out. I refused to take a communion because um, that's, to me, abomination to do such a thing and then uh, preach for people to learn the Word of God. Am I wrong, or did do she, I need Did she give any sort of qualifiers? Did she say, um, uh, this is... This is how I am, but I am working to follow Christ's design for things. And, uh, you know, was there any qualifier to it saying, hey, this is what I deal with? But Yes, uh, she, she claimed that her wife is sitting right there. That's oh, so she, she's embracing the, the lifestyle then fully. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, you know, I think that we and we see this a lot in churches, really on a lot of different issues, um, where we have decided that certain things in the Bible, particularly moral or sexual ethics, are old-fashioned or not really true, or we make up things about how they're not translated correctly or something, and we make excuses for our sin. Mm -hmm. Uh, So one of the things I would say is that all of us need to recognize that in different ways, we probably do that ourselves in different ways, you know, or or we say, my sin's not as bad as your sin. Um, But the truth is, is that everybody's sin makes them fall short of the glory of God, and we all need a Savior. Um, So that much is, is true. In church, we have in the Scriptures instruction on the people who should be in leadership. Uh, And I think that for a lot of reasons, churches sometimes don't take that very seriously. 
And I think that you need to do that for exactly what you're even talking about, that if somebody is not above reproach or they're in a lifestyle that is not what Jesus has called us to be, okay? And people say, oh, Jesus never talked about homosexuality. No, he talked about sexual immorality, though, and in every single passage in the Bible and in every single cultural moray, even from Jesus' time, even in the writings of, of the Greeks and the philosophers, homosexuality is always included in immorality. So when Jesus said sexual immorality, he's not carving out some group of people and saying, I don't mean you people. Uh, he means adulterers and fornicators and the homosexuals or the uh, people who marry more than one person, or you can go down the list. Uh, and it's something that if you study that era, everybody believed that too. Even the secular people, they had different opinions about you know, how to live your life and whether you live your life for pleasure or different things. But nobody thought it was uh, the right thing. It all fit into the same category. And so I think something that's important on the subject, and this is my, my view biblically, is that marriage is designed and sexual activity is designed for a man and a woman in the context of marriage, uh, not dating, not engaged, married. Um, and that when you follow the scriptural mandate for that, your, the sex life is better. It's better for the marriage. It's better for society. It has a value. Outside of that is immorality. And it's one thing to be struggling with something. It's something that I think the church has to wrestle with, uh, particularly this issue with homosexuality, because I think we have treated homosexuals poorly uh, in the past. You know, not everybody, but but there certainly has been that. Um, but you can't sort of repent from that by then ignoring what the scriptures say. So my view is you did the right thing by by stepping out of there, because to me it says that the church doesn't believe that the Bible is actually what we use for our authority for how to live our life. Does that make so, sense? Yes, because it's, it sounds like they are accommodating the human wish instead of God's wish. Yeah. So See, it's my, and we have to be careful because the pastor, in fact me, I sin, right? I'm not a perfect person. So when I'm in the pulpit at my church where I was the pastor, or now if I'm guest speaking somewhere, you know, my my personal life still matters. Uh, you know, if I'm out, you know, drinking and carousing or committing adultery or other things, uh, you shouldn't have me in the pulpit somewhere. Uh, and I shouldn't be an elder in my church. I shouldn't have that role uh, because I need to repent. Um, and if yeah. I, and if I'm struggling with it truly, I still might be a Christian, but I still shouldn't be in a leadership role, right? If if I'm trying to give that to God and I'm messing up, that's one thing. But if I've decided that God's okay with it, right? I've had four different times in my career somebody come to me in pastoral counseling and say that God was blessing their extramarital affair. One time a guy came in and he wanted me to pray with him about it. And I said, I'm not going to pray with you about that. I don't need to pray about that. It's wrong. He said, you're not going to pray about it? I said, no, we're not going to pray about that. I don't need to pray about that. What you're doing is wrong. God is not blessing your affair. But but people, sometimes they do that. And if that's your attitude, you should probably check your whether or not you're even saved. Because if you know Jesus, you're going to, even if you struggle, even if you don't like what he says— you, you're going to uh, say, Lord, I struggle with this, but I'm going to seek to follow you. And the churches need to do that. 
and uh, the church you're talking about, you know, maybe the pastor who left on vacation, maybe he didn't know, you know, so you should give him a, you know, call him. No, unfortunately. Yeah. Then, then my view is that the church does not have a high view of Scripture. Uh, so what shall I do? Shall I stay with the church uh, till the pastor comes? talk to him or shall I look for another church I would I would let the pastor know what your concern is and uh, and then I would probably look for another church I mean if he writes back and says hey I'm sorry hey we'll take a look at this and he wants to do something that's different you know then then I think you stay because you want churches we all need to repent you know every church has its problems by the way right so you know one of yeah. the one of the great things in the New Testament for me is that Paul when he writes all those letters, to all those churches. Those churches are a mess. The Corinthian church was morally a, a terrible mess. And he writes those letters, and I I think to myself, I'd kick those churches to the curb. You know, forget about you guys. But he doesn't do that. He goes to them and he says, you guys need to repent. He tells them he loves them. He tells them that Jesus did this for you, that there is graciousness. And you, you want to have that approach. But if there's not repentance, if there isn't a, hey, you're right, we need to follow the scripture rather than follow culture, then I do think it's time to go. You find another church. Thank you. All right, Nancy. Thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. I got to take a break. I know that we've got calls. It's open line Friday. And uh, there's the special music for that. 888-528-2557. We'll take your call on anything you like. Uh, LaShawn and Drew and others, I'll get to your calls as the Friday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. It's Open Line Friday. 888 We'll talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. And the Pastor Scott Show mug shots have been uh, released. You can find them all on the uh, Pastor Scott Show Twitter or X. It is um, at, uh, at Pastor Scott Show, also at Pastor Scott Show on Instagram. My mug shot just got released also. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to get prints of these. <laughs> I'm gonna. I gotta send this to my wife. She might be. My wife's regularly concerned when I text her pictures of myself. But uh, anyway, what do you? <laughs> All right, I gotta go. To, I know we got serious things to talk about, but we can have some fun at the same time. All right, eight 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 five two eight. If you go to kkla dot com right now and look at the the live stream, uh, the Pastor Scott uh, mugshot has been released. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Lashawn, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello. Hi. How are you, Lashawn? I'm I'm good today. Good. I I um <laughs> yes I'm a some people say I'm pretty comical sometimes too, but there's a time to be comical and then there's a time for all things. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I you know for you getting a mugshot. I kind of find it kind of hilarious, and I <laughs> like laughing along with you, but. I am still yet at some concern about leaders. Oh yeah, and leader and 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 the leadership. You know, I was telling someone on my job today. Uh, I said they 
they either ought to apologize to Gary Hart and some of the other people who ran, who who got totally taken out of the race. A long time ago. Let me remind people if they don't remember. Gary Hart was probably going to be the Democratic nomination uh, for president, I think, in 19... What was it, 84 or 88? It was 84. Okay. No, yeah, 84. And he got caught having an affair with uh, a woman on a boat boat called the Monkey Business. And he was out. That was the end of him. That was the end of him. It was the news of the century. You know, not just him, just many. You know, where there used to be, where I know people who lost their jobs behind immorality. Yeah. You know, yep. and 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 if they got caught, okay, they got sat down. And we thought that was a little hard. I, I know I did. I, I, I thought it was a little hard, a little harsh because, you know. <laughs> but I understand it more and better now to where there's no fabric to to the morrow anymore. And just like the lady that called in and said that this acting female pastor was uh, saying that she's openly gay, you know, first of all, where I, I believe that, especially when it concerns the gospel, we have the scriptures. And a lot of people may disagree with me, but the, the ones who disagree either is refusing to obey the word of God or they don't know the word of God. First of all, women are not to be pastors. And second of all, to come out and pastor and speak and then speak openly into the about a sexual immorality is is another indictment. So that hmm. goes back on the leader. How much did he evaluate or her or knew her? It sounds and, like he did know, and uh, he was okay with it. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Getting back to our leadership, you know, God has scriptures for every every facet of life for that we can find a meeting ground to say we can find the morale in to, to keep a, a, a up, upright um, living standard without it be, without we us attacking and hurting everybody mm. you know and like the woman who was found in adultery he was saying yes she was found in adultery, but he that had have no sin cast the first stone. He said, where's your accusers? It's important. So to, that was something yeah. that we yet have compassion and not kill everybody when they get caught, when you know you've done it too, or you know, or might have one at, at your house at the same time you're throwing stones. Yeah. You know, you know Jesus, back. to your point, Jesus showed grace to the people who were caught in sexual sin. Uh, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't say it was okay. He didn't say it's okay that you're doing that. He said, "Go and sin no more," right? But he showed yeah. grace, and he does care about our sexual ethics, and we should care about it because it has everything to do with our country. You know, you talked about leadership, and I, I want to go on to some other calls, Lashawn. But thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. I think those are those are good points. And she does talk about how we the era has changed in that. Uh, the Gary Hart thing, if, you, uh, if you're if you old enough to remember that. I was a kid, but I was also a nerd, so I followed that stuff. And 
And uh, he had photographs. He challenged the National Enquirer. He was being accused of having an affair, and he challenged the National Enquirer to follow him around uh, to prove that he wasn't. And they did follow him around, and they caught him having an affair. And they put the picture on the uh, National Enquirer, and it was legit. And uh, the boat the boat he was on was called Monkey Business, so it was just an incredible story. And he was out. He would have been – I don't know if he would have won, but he would have been the Democrat uh, – nominee. But things changed later. You know, in 2000 uh, or 1992, Bill Clinton was running and it was well known that he had uh, issues with the ladies. And I believed at at the time, Republicans said character matters and we shouldn't vote for this guy. And I think that George Bush thought that America wouldn't vote for him. But America voted with its wallet. It was the economy, stupid. And they voted for Bill Clinton. But then, you know, what's he known for today? Well, he's known for that affair more than anything else. And now we get to an era where you have politicians with these issues, and I'm not sure that people care about the moral things, you know, um, but it is they should. Uh, And if it's in the past, it's in the past. You know, that can be argued with different people. If it's something that you used to do but you've repented or you don't do, you have to have grace with that. But if it's current – you know, I think it does matter. It will play itself out in our public life. And that's true for all of us, by the way. It's not politicians. It's our character, whatever we're doing. It has it plays itself out somewhere. Um, and sometimes it's going to get you because uh, of what that means. Uh, 888-528-2557. Open line Friday. Uh, Drew in Glendale. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. Thank you so much for taking my call. Hi, Drew. I have a yeah, I have a quick question um, that uh, I would like, uh, you know, to have your opinion about. So I used to uh, serve in the, my church. It's a local church, very small, and <clears throat> I'm trying to try to help the pastor, especially after the COVID, that we're trying to, um, you know, grow the congregations. Yeah. And then for 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 one one time, it's actually going right, but then again. We have a lot of, of our um, uh, workers that just laugh after that one just because we have a different opinion. And we told our, our pastor that, hey, you know what? I know that you would like to have that uh, big heart for other people, but isn't it like <clears throat> we're supposed to actually be able to self-sustain first as a church before we actually go out to help people? Now, the, the church is struggling and then uh, they don't know what to do, and I don't know what's going to happen, like in a couple of months or so, if uh, uh, we're going to survive. Mm-hmm. So I just want to know your opinions, and say, uh, because I'm coming from a business um, person, okay. perspective. Yeah. What is right? I mean, if you have a church, um, for me, I was thinking, like, even though it's a church, it's still like a business that we have to take care of. Yeah. So we can't, uh, um, you know cover our bottom line, and then we, we can make every other people happy. And then after that one, if we have extra, then we can serve others outside of those. So uh, I would like to have your opinion. So you're worried about one. the church meeting so, its bottom line, and uh, but so you don't want to help others in need, or you feel like you can't because you don't have the money, or the church might close. Because, yes, you cannot, for me, like, you cannot spend what you don't have. Yeah. So... All right. coming to that point. Here's, what, here's one of the things I think you have to do in your church. You have to ask yourself, are we a business that happens to be a church, or are we a church that happens to be a business? 
And the correct answer is the second one, that your purpose as a church is not to survive. Your purpose is to spread the gospel and do what Jesus says. Um, Within that, you're a church that happens to be a business. You won't be effective at spreading the gospel or doing what the Lord wants if you're running it and uh, you're not taking care of the finances properly. You'll go out of business, right? It won't work. Um, the, The tension that happens a lot in church is that sometimes the church is, you have to be very honest with yourself about this. Sometimes, and I would say often, frankly, churches are businesses that happen to be a church, and people's real concern is not the gospel and not the mission of the church, but the bottom line. And you have to be very, because if it's that, then you're, you're in trouble. You're, you might keep the doors open, but the Lord is not going to use your church because you're not on mission. The purpose of your church, the purpose of the building, the purpose of whatever property you might own, the purpose of all of that is to make sure that the gospel of Jesus Christ is being uh, preached and that people are being served. Now, that being said, there's nobody who can go out and take care of the homeless problem all on their own, right? Um, But are you doing what the scriptures say? Are you, I would say to churches, you should trust the Lord that if you do what the what the Lord wants you to do, and you don't know how you're going to do it, if you're responsible, right, and you you try to come up with a spiritual goal that you may not know how you're going to pay for it, but you're going to uh, say, you know what, I think God is calling us to help these people. I find that the the money shows up, that it, it turns out. And you know what, sometimes churches close, and that's okay, because the church is not the building or the property, it's the people. So my advice to you, Drew, and I'm, I'm very familiar with this problem. It's a tension that's there, and i got to go to a break here. I thank you for calling with that. And this is good for all of us, right? Are you a church that happens to be a business when this comes to your finances and the meetings, or are you a business that happens to be a church? If you're the latter, if you're a business that happens to be a church, you're on the wrong page. And even if you keep the doors open and you have a good show and maybe there's a wealthy person who's giving a lot of money and so you keep the doors open— the Lord's not pleased, I think, with at least the heart of what's going on. I have seen churches, I've been in churches where I don't know where the money, in fact, I'll tell you what, most of my career as a pastor, we didn't know where the money was going to come from. And we, most of my career, we put out budgets with a huge deficit. And we just said, we don't know where this money's coming from. We think this is what God's calling us to do. And I can tell you that went on for years. And I can tell you that the money came in, or we found a way to cut in other places, that if you are faithful to God truly faithful. You got to be really honest, right? You got to be, you, you, you've got to be in prayer. You have to be under, you got to have leaders who are really praying, really sensing the leading of the Holy Spirit. But if God's calling you to do something, God is going to provide the money. You just have to agree with that. One time I had somebody came in and they filmed a commercial in a dirt lot that we owned and paid us $5,000 or something. And it was exactly what we needed. Uh, we didn't know how we were, we were in a lot of trouble that particular year. And all of a sudden it was Wheat Thins or somebody filmed a commercial for some reason. They scouted out our property and dropped that money. You know what? We took it and uh, it helped us. We did so many things. I hired staff that I didn't know how I was going to afford. And I had to tell the congregation, I think this position will pay for itself. And uh, most of the time it did, a couple of times it didn't. Um, But that also is, you know, trying to respond to what the Lord wants to do. Anyway, I got to take a break. It's a huge deal for all of us when we're thinking about it. But trust the Lord. If God's, if you're doing the work of God, if you're making disciples, if you're preaching the gospel, if you're faithful to the word of God, 
and you feel like God wants your body of believers to do something, and it's not crazy, maybe close to crazy, but, you know, reasonable, uh, and you don't know how you're going to pay for it, do it anyway. See what the Lord does. Trust the Lord. That's what he wants from us, is he wants us to trust him. Do that. The the business side can just take over and make everybody worry and uh, fold their hands and, and wring their hands, and that's not fun. That's not church. And people leave over that because nobody wants to go to that church. That's another secret. They want to go to the church that is faithful. That's the church to go to. I got to take a break. Open line Friday. This is the Pastor Scott Show. Our um, Pastor Scott Show mugshots are up at uh, Pastor Scott Show on Twitter. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Carol and Demetrius and o- Omega and Jim. I see your calls. I will get to them as the Friday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. See Glendale police uh, here on scene that they have evacuated the Americana at Brand Shopping Center tonight. It all started around 8 o'clock. Let me come to a wide shot and show you what the problem is here. What happened was they discovered or someone placed a painted toilet right here in the near the grassy area in front of the AMC movie theaters. Now, as I push into a, a tighter shot here, you will see that toilet there. There's also a, a tripod with a digital message that reads beautification in progress and also a uh, luggage dolly that's nearby, possibly used to transport that toilet here on scene. But as you see there, uh, the, the toilet is painted. It appears that it is a uh, uh, has some cryptic messages on it. And I can tell you that uh, a, a note was found on the toilet that read, that said it was a bomb. So out of an abundance of caution, the mall has been evacuated and the uh, sheriff's bomb squad has been sent on scene now. I don't know if you saw that story yesterday, but I saw the headline. First headline I saw was that a suspicious toilet was found at the Americana here in Glendale. Glendale is a, uh, you know, the Americana is a fancy shopping mall and that somebody found a suspicious toilet at the mall. And you know what? I've been to a lot of shopping malls in America, and I can tell you I have uh, had encounters with a lot of suspicious toilets. And I just thought, you know, uh, what news? How's this news? It seems like that's a typical thing at a shopping mall. And uh, there's been a couple of times when I've thought about calling 911 after I found something. But uh, I somebody left a toilet, an actual <laughs> toilet, right on the sidewalk. This mall's an outdoor mall. It's kind of fancy. It's got a fountain and there's a little... There's a train that used to go around, but it probably doesn't go around anymore because of COVID or something. And uh, they painted it, got a little sign on it, and I guess they arrested somebody. And, uh, you know, that's quite a statement. Somebody was not happy with his customer service. Uh, maybe uh, maybe the Yves Saint Laurent store didn't let him return something that he took out of there. I don't know what it was about. Anyway, uh, be careful of suspicious toilets at the at the Americana. Uh, I think they have arrested somebody, though, and, uh, you know, where did they get that? I'm thinking they, they stayed at the hotel there, and they they unhitched it. I'll bet there's a room at that hotel missing a toilet. How do you get a toilet out there? All right, this is the Pastor Scott Show. It is Open Line Friday. 888-528-2557. Our mug shots have dropped, by the way. If you go to kkla.com, my mug shot is up on the screen now. And if you go to our social medias, Pastor Scott Show, uh, at Pastor Scott Show, Twitter, Instagram, uh, you can see the Pastor Scott Show mug shots. 888-528-2557. Uh, Omega or Omega in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. 
Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Is it Omega or Omega? It's Omega. Omega. Like All right. And Omega. Excellent. All right. Uh, got a few minutes here left. What's on your mind? You know, Pastor, this is my first time tuning in. I just recently moved to Los Angeles, oh, California. Well. Welcome. We've got music for you. Hold on. First time caller music. Thank you, Omega, for calling in. Welcome to Los Angeles. Well, thank you so much. Um, I typically listen to uh, Apple Music when I am when I'm driving and working. I work for the Nielsen ratings, actually. Ah. And uh, yeah, <laughs> um, but I'm in sales. No conflict of interest here. I hope. Um, I'm on medical leave right now, Pastor. I'm on medical leave right now for mental health leave. And I wanted to talk about mental health and ministry. Okay. Um, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. I am a, a 30-year-old female. Uh, I'm a single mom, 11 years old, grew up in the foster care system in Detroit, Michigan. Um, worst thing that can happen to a foster child happened to me, but I survived, right? I, I survived. I graduated college. I, um, Good for you. God, God, God has had his hand over my life since I was formed in my mother's womb. My mother was a crackhead. I was a crack baby past there. And the devil was trying to take me out before I could even get here. And I didn't even realize that, right? Mm, Because life, we're all pain, shamed, and programmed. So I say all this to say, after all of that, all I survived, I've dealt with depression, anxiety. I've been in and out of church. I was married to the youth pastor of my church. Um, when I was 24 years old, <laughs> we dated for 11 months, and we were married for six before we got divorced. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, because, <laughs> well, you know, it's okay. Because everything that there's one thing I want to say is, is pastor, these are the end times, but that's okay. Well, things will come to an end. And the way that we're operating in the world right now is not the way that God's plan was intended, right? Yeah. And... Uh, just like divorce happens and um, relationships end, and, you know, we've been hearing about the last days. I'm like I said, I'm 30 years old, but I've been hearing about it. And every foster home I went to, they were Christian, and we were in church. Every shelter and group home and residential facility I lived in was Catholic or Christian or um, Presbyterian, right? So yeah. I, since I was a child, I was unintentionally um, thought about God and Jesus, right? So I thought, it, but it was intentional. God said that he knew everything that was going to happen to me. That's and right. God said, everything the devil meant for your evil, I will turn it around and make it for your good. And God told me today that although it's hard to trust God when things are going wrong, when things are going good, we praise God. And God wants to remind everyone to praise him when things are going wrong and to trust that his plan will reveal itself if you stay in his word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, or vice versa, right? But what I'm saying is, God said that He would destroy the heavens and the earth before His Word returns to Him void. And He is not a man that He shall lie, nor is He the Son of Man that He shall repent. So, Pastor, if you know God the way that I know God, if you have the, which I believe you do, um, then you know that God hasn't destroyed the earth yet. So his promise is still here. The promise that he gave to Abraham and Isaac, the promise that he gave to, to, the, to the Israelites, that, that's, those 
am operating in, in a manic state right now. Okay. And it's bipolar that I was yeah. diagnosed with. So, like I said, I'm degreed. Um, yeah. But I was just diagnosed two weeks ago. I started taking medication for the bipolar last week. Hey, Omega, I'm, I'm running I'm out of time. I'm running out of time, and, and we'll have to go. Uh, where The show's going to end in a minute. Can I pray for you? Oh, no, no, no. Yes, yes, absolutely. Please, yes, Pastor. God, I thank you for Omega. Omega, I thank you that you have saved her, that you've been with her. I thank you that she's... She is telling us what your word means when it says, "Pure, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. I pray, Lord, that you would give her healing, that you would protect her, that you would protect her job and her situation and everything, that you would heal her of uh, her bipolar and everything she's going through. We thank you for her call today. In Jesus' name, amen. Omega, thanks for calling today. Amen. Appreciate it. Um, couple of other people here. Let's see. Demetrius, you got 10 seconds. You've been holding so long. And you're not holding. All right. Uh, hey, Carol Van Eyes, 10 seconds. All right. <laughs> they know it's close to the end, and so they're done. That's all right, because we are close to the end. And I want to let you know, yeah, Omega, Omega, great call, by the way, to end the show on. We, we know that God is ministering to uh, so many people, and his promises are real. And our hope is in Christ. Our hope is not in Washington. Our hope is not in uh, the election. Our hope is not in all of those things. We talk about them, and they affect our lives, but our hope is in Jesus Christ, and uh, we want everybody to know that. You can watch the Pastor Scott Show on KKLA.com. If you miss an hour of the show, you can subscribe to the Pastor Scott Show podcast in your favorite podcast app, and you can follow us now and see our uh, mug shots that have now dropped on social media at Pastor Scott Show on Twitter or X or uh, Instagram. They are there. Everybody have a great weekend. God bless you. Pastor Scott Show, I'll see you on Monday. Have a good night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.